0: Hello and welcome, welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I am a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach, and I am coming at you today post hurricane. <laughs> so a hurricane hit my town. Um, oh gosh, last week on Wednesday. Thankfully, I do not live on the coast, and so it wasn't like complete devastation. Like folks got over there. I mean, the footage, the pictures, the photos are just awful. Um, my town was basically right through the eye of the hurricane. We got hit and we had um, over a hundred mile an hour gusts, I believe. Um, trees falling everywhere, just these massive, you know, 100 foot pine trees falling on power lines power lines snapping, like the the poles, literally the wooden poles snapping, um, falling on, I think I already said people's houses and in the roads and on people's cars. And it is a huge mess where I live right now. We didn't have power for three or four days, um, three days, and continue to not have internet with no progress in sight on that front. Um, obviously working from home is really challenging not having internet. I'm having to use a lot of mobile data. Anyway, I can go on. So it's been, it's been a time. It has been a week. It has been, oh uh, gosh, it's been a lot folks. It's been a lot. And so last week my, my partner and I, we were truly literally displaced from our homes, um, from our home because we did not have power and we were in over a hundred degree heat. Uh, so we had to leave the house. And so it's just been this, anyway, it's what I'm trying to say is it's been this really chaotic time, right? Lots of uncertainty, lots of unknowns, a lot of stress of like literally during the storm is a tree going to fall on us and, you know, like break our house or kill us or smash our cars, you know, during the storm. And then after the storm, all of these sort of like after. Gosh, like just like the processing of of feeling like I'm living, it really does feel this way, like I'm living in a dystopia, right? Just driving down the road and seeing all the destruction and damage, it feels dystopian. And then just like the shitty things that people, humans tend to do in times of crises and seeing all of that, it's been really rough. And so this week, right, it's it's been a week now since this happened. And this week has been a week for me of transitioning and truly a lot of processing. So, the thing I want to talk about today is my approach to life, (laughs) life that tends to happen, Um, some, some mindsets, some perspectives that I carry with me through difficult times like this, which of course are going to happen, and also how to return, how to come back to doing the things that you want to do after a period of not doing them. Because, for example, I wasn't in my house, so I didn't do any diamond painting. And the gym was closed for two days, so I didn't go to the gym pretty much at all last week because we were traveling and everything else. Um... And, you know, this new, right, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I have this, this new pursuit that I'm doing, which is writing fiction, um, which I'm thrilled about, but it's very new. I literally started last week, and so here's this, this new seed, this baby little seed that I'm growing, and then a hurricane hit it. And so it's this question of, okay, how do we continue to do the things that we want to do when life happens? And the most important, like the foundation, the core, the crux that I want to begin with, that I want to share with you is this. We are humans. We are not robots. We are not machines. We are not computers. We are humans. And I think so often neurotypical culture ingrains in us this expectation that we should be able to just jump right back into it at all times, right? No transition time, no processing time, no decompression, just jump right back into it. You know, like the weekend comes and then Monday happens and Monday is supposed to be our most productive day. Um, And we're just supposed to be able to do all of the things when, you know, that is kind of like ignorant and, and missing the fact that we just had a weekend, and we were in not working mode. And then all of a sudden, very abruptly, we have to go back into working mode. That takes transition time. Going on vacation and coming back from vacation, especially the coming back, right? Because there's an energetic, uh, there's an energetic. What's the what's the word? Incline there. That takes transition time, and so we hold this expectation that you know, life will throw these things at us, a hurricane will happen, um, you know, uh, somebody we, we love passes away or we get into a car accident or all of these things and it's almost like subconsciously we hold this expectation that we should just be able to push through and keep going and maintain this very high pace at all times and through everything and that is so unrealistic and that is so not human (laughs) it is not human we're you know I encourage you to catch yourself when you're treating yourself like a robot or a computer rather than a very imperfect messy um, energetically turbulent right that's the human experience it is energetic turbulence Um, when when you're treating yourself that way catch yourself and remind yourself hey I am a human I am NOT a robot and um, I don't have to treat myself like a robot And I think also when it comes to this topic, a lot of times when we plan for the future, right, we plan, all right, here's what I'm going to do this week when we have my whole plan for the week. Here's my uh, month plan. Here's my three-month plan, six-month plan, my five-year plan. Um, Here are all the things that I'm going to do. I think a lot of times when we make those plans, we don't think of ourselves as humans. We don't think of, um, it's almost like we're being, like, not realistic. Uh, it's too perfectionist. It's too best possible outcome of, like, I think we we make those plans thinking, here are all the things I could do if nothing bad were to happen at all. Here are all the things that I could do if my energy, energy level was 100%. Here are all the things I could do if, um no unexpected life things happened that would throw a wrench in my plans. And again, that's not realistic. So when we're thinking about, you know, it's not a bad thing to think about, oh, what do I want to do next week? Or, you know, what are the things I want to do? But I think when we approach that, we need to think a little bit more graciously and a little bit more self-compassionately in the framework and context of understanding that we are, in fact, human and messy and we're going to have high energy days and we're going to have low energy days and high energy weeks and low energy weeks and we're going to have things happen that we didn't expect. And so I think having that intention in your mind when it comes to looking forward or making a plan or even thinking about coming back of, hey, coming back from vacation, beginning the work week and everything else, give yourself more wiggle room. Like give yourself, this is what I like to talk about, like I think it's a really beautiful thing when we actually set the bar on the floor. I think a lot of neurotypical culture and society will tell us, oh, the bar's on the floor. That means you're not ambitious. That means that you're not even really trying. But I don't think that's true. It's just a different relationship to doing things. When we have the bar set super, super high, it means that most of the time we're opting out of the things that we want to do, need to do, whatever else, right? The bar is so high, we reach it 1% of the time, 5% of the time. And so most of the time it feels like we failed, we didn't do enough. But when we have the bar on the floor of like, here are my actual bare minimums, here are the things that I like legitimately need to get done, Um, and it is a bare minimum, right? We're not just like diluting ourselves. <laughs> yes, we need to get all the things done. What that means is that we can always opt in to do more. So on our energetic, low energy days, we do the bare minimum and it feels doable and accessible and that's what we get done and it's great. But on the days where we do have more energy, we can do more. And so it continues to create this, this internal culture of success and of winning and of celebration rather than always feeling like we failed. Okay, so coming back to... The idea of coming back to doing the things that you want to do after a period of not doing them. So first thing is first, when, okay, I think this is really, really important. When there's something that we're doing that we're not doing consistently, but we want to be doing it consistently, um, but we're not doing it consistently, right? It's not something that comes really easily or just feels super smooth, We cannot begin with consistency. We have to build a foundation and that foundation is built off of persistence, right? When we create a foundation, these building blocks of persistence, what it means is that we have the opportunity to intimately know this thing, right? We get acquainted with and we begin to intimately know what it's like and what it's about and it's okay that consistency. You know, we don't like start off being consistent, but we can build consistency over time by being persistent, right? So when I mean persistent, persistency, <laughs> persistence, what I'm talking about is, right, having that be a value of, I am someone who comes back to doing the things that I want to do. And those words I am someone who comes back to doing the things that I want to do. I tell myself that. I remind myself of that all the time. I choose my value to be persistence and not consistency. And... By doing so, it means I have more opportunities and more chances to get, again, again acquainted with this thing I want to do, to learn about it, to figure out how my brain is wired and what helps me, what motivates me, what um, makes it feel accessible to do this thing versus what keeps me stuck or blocked or makes it really hard. So just like the more opportunities I have, again, just, just thinking about it um, almost like rolling a dice right? Like the more opportunities I have, it doesn't matter what number it is. It's still a number. Like can't lose. You're rolling the dice. That is what matters rather than not rolling the dice at all. Like we're just rolling the dice and some days it's a one, other days it's a three, other days it's a six, and all of that is a win. Literally all of that is a win. And so a a metaphor or um, an analogy I can offer you is to think about the things that you want to do as Touchstones, right? So, like, just imagine this beautiful stone in your mind, however it appears to you. You know, maybe it's like this silky, smooth river rock that's cool to the touch, or maybe it's this beautiful crystal, this amethyst with these bright purple colors and, you know, a little bit of sharpness and texture to it. Just imagine a touchstone in your mind and These things that we want to be doing, these things that we want to do, imagine it as a touchstone, right? And when it comes to a touchstone, the goal is not to hold the touchstone 24 hours a day. The goal is just to touch the touchstone. And just imagine that when you do touch the touchstone, literally just fingertips, one fingertip, one little edge of your finger touching it is enough. And just imagine doing that and imagine like... I know how my brain sees it is like this fantasy world, um, a la World of Warcraft, where you touch this stone and you receive like a magical buff, right? And, you know, this little icon is displayed above your character's head for the next couple of hours or 24 hours or whatever else. And right by just touching, that's all you did. You just touched it. Just touching this touchstone, you receive this magical buff where... You Let's say you have this like good feeling or you can celebrate or you can feel proud of yourself or you can know that you are doing the things that you want to do. And so what if, you know, what if this was just about just touching the touchstone? And that can look different every day, right? It can look like, cool, Let me have both of my hands on it or just one hand on it or just a fingertip or I'm going to hold this in my pocket all day long. It can look different every day, but the the whole goal, the whole point, all you need to do is just touch the touchstone. That's it. And so what if we approached our hobbies, our goals, our interests, our desires as if it were a touchstone? And there are some days where we just lay one finger on it and that's it. There are other days where we have both of our hands on it. But what we're doing here is we are building and maintaining a relationship with the things that we want to do. Almost like a human relationship. It's very, very similar. If you think about a friend or your partner, right, like relationships are built off of these little moments, right? These little moments of attentiveness and interest and genuinely caring about the other person, um, right? We have to touch that touchstone, right? Like we have to in- invest Um even like again little moments are really really important for relationships and so because it expresses that we care and so what if our hobbies were the same way what if it was just something that like we just need to maintain what if that was actually easier than relationships because it is what if we just have to maintain a relationship with a thing that we want to do and so what if you know let's say you really want to write um start writing poetry and that feels a little bit overwhelming, or that feels a little bit scary, or you want to come back to doing crochet again, but it's been so long and your brain is a little bit apprehensive about it. What if all you had to do was touch the, the yarn and that was enough? Or what if all you had to do was just pick up the crochet hook and then put it back down And that was your definition of success and your victory. And that was worthy of celebration. What if all we have to do is maintain a relationship with the things we want to do and touch the touchstone? And so this framework, this frame of mind has been everything for me when it comes to like, okay, so I used to be the kind of person that I would something and do it a lot and be super, super interested in it and then burn out hard and then never do it ever again, mostly because I burned out, but also sometimes because it felt inaccessible to my brain because I would think, oh, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it full throttle the way I was doing it before, at like 100% optimum um, power, <laughs> like optimal efficiency, whatever, and that would sound exhausting. And so I wouldn't do it. But lowering the bar Making things feel more accessible, just touching the touchstone. That counting has meant that again, I have more um, opportunities. I'm rolling the dice, and so I have more opportunities to get to know both myself and this thing I want to do, and the relationship between. So for this week, yesterday was the first day for the week that I've been in the gym, um, and I went in there, and I did want to go, right? I did want to go, but the way that helped me go because i was feeling a lot of resistance there was i had this thought of like man you know doing my full workout that i had been doing before this hurricane it really sounds exhausting it sounds really tiring and i kind of don't wanna and so honoring the wisdom of my resistance says okay right like um maintaining this relationship says okay that makes sense and so what would feel doable? What would feel accessible? What does touching the touchstone look like for me today? And that could have been just walking in the gym and then walking right out or spending five minutes on the treadmill. But when I checked in with myself and my brain, it my brain said, okay, I feel okay doing you know my three exercises, my three lifts. But I don't want to do core and I don't want to do any cardio. I do not have the capacity to do that. And that doesn't mean that I will never have the capacity to do that. But, you know, like again, it's just about touching the touchstone. That's it. That's all I have to do. And um, so I did what my brain felt like doing and I did it. And I broke the seal. And so now it feels even more accessible for me to go. Oh, I guess I actually went on Monday because I go every other day now. So I'm going to go today. I'm going to go later tonight. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do whatever my brain feels like doing. No more. um, No more. I'm going to put the bar on the floor. (laughs) And um, that is okay because, you know, what I'm here to do is do the things I want to do over the long run. I don't want to be this big raging inferno of fire that then burns out and then there's no more fire for years and years, which has been my pattern. I want to be a slow burn. I want to be an ember of coal. That gives off, you know, a little bit of steady heat over time um, rather than the raging inferno, which I have been. So that approach is the approach that I'm taking for all of the things that I want to do. Um, (laughs) I'm actually doing a lot right now, which is kind of surprising to me because I keep having this thought in my mind of like, am I doing too much? Am I going to burn out by doing too many things? But it's actually been really lovely because it's just more opportunities for my brain to ping-pong around, um, which my brain loves doing. It's so much fun for me to ping-pong. So I have been coming back to my diamond painting, right, that was just looking like, let me do one color. Just one color of drill and let me just do um, like the smallest number of drills on this part of this section of canvas. That feels doable. That feels accessible. Cool. I did that. That's it. I'm going to jump off. I can pop back later if I want to. And then when it comes to writing and writing fiction, I'm doing a lot less. I feel like the neurotypical writer move is, right, Stephen King writes 2,000 words, 1,000 words, right? All of these amazing, brilliant authors write 1,000 to 2,000 to 2,500 words, and so you should too. And I... Rebel against that idea completely. Like, I want to show my brain that it's safe for me to write one word. It is safe for me to write one sentence, one paragraph, two words, right? Like, I want to show my brain that that is enough for me to keep the seal open and maintain my relationship to this thing that I want to do without burning out. And thus far, it's been working out great, folks. So, that is what I wanted to share with you today. Um, I'm trying to think if there's oh yes oh my gosh yes I forgot like I just finished my email newsletter right and it was the same thing um I wanted to write about something I can't remember what my first idea was but I wrote like a super quick draft and then I got stuck and I was like I actually hate this idea and I don't want to write it and so I deleted it and I wrote something else and the thing that I wrote was so easy for me to write um, and the same thing with this podcast today, right now in this moment, I had this other idea. I actually wrote out a script for a podcast episode and then I sat down and I was like, nope, my brain doesn't want to do that. And I don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't have to. There's, there's certain times of life where, you know, we're kind of on, on a track and then there's other times where we're really not and we just think that we're stuck, but we're actually not stuck. And so for this podcast episode, this is what I wanted to talk to you about today because this is what's on my mind. This is what I'm carrying with me um, in every moment of this week of coming back to doing the things that I want to do. And this is so important for me. This is so important for me because this is not my pattern. This is not my history. Um, And it's been really incredible to see that it is possible. It is possible for me to do the things that I want to do. And the key to that is persistence, not consistency. Persistence. So I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to reiterate the power of persistence and um, please know that your brain does in fact need transition time and you don't have to treat yourself like a machine. You are not a robot. You are a human. Life is very messy. Life throws curveballs all of the time and we can actually plan for that, right? Like maybe not. <laughs> in extreme depth and detail, but we can have intentional intentionality around looking forward to our week, to our month, whatever else, and being like, okay, cool. Like, what's what's my bare minimum that would feel like successful to me? Um, what is a way I can look forward and um expect myself to to have low days and to have high energy days and to have that be fluid. How can I kind of work that in and hold that intention in mind as I'm planning for my week. And even being intentional, like these days, typically, historically are actually really hard for me. Mondays, Mondays are really hard for me. So why not have bare minimum Mondays and have that be part of the plan, the intentional plan? This Monday is a bare minimum Monday. Every Monday is a bare minimum Monday. I support it. So um thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please know that I have an email newsletter that I send out every week and I would love to um, be in your inbox because I think it's really important to have, uh, I just get so much spam in my inbox every day and I get so many like, I don't know, just like cheesy bad marketing (laughs) in my inbox every day trying to get me to spend money. Not that that's a bad thing, of course, but I think it's really lovely to have Neurodivergent affirming and self-compassion and radical self-acceptance and truly what it means to to live the ADHD ADHD experience in my email inbox. Other than you know my Me Undies subscription that I keep forgetting to cancel and I think you do too. I think you need that too. So sign up for my email newsletter because you need this good ADHD ADHD love these love letters in your inbox, you can find that on my website. My website is comfortandkindness.co and you can pop right over there and type in your email and you'll get my email those letters. So awesome. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.